Hello and welcome to Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution. In this podcast, you will discover how to co-create success in your business by aligning mind, body, and soul. Each week, you will hear unconventional ways to build your business multidimensionally by mixing the woo and the do. Their traditional approach hasn't resonated with you because it is not meant for you. You have simply evolved past it. The energy is shifting. The old tools are not working anymore. So let's ride the wave into the new world together. With your host, Judith Junke, Ascension Coach and Business Mentor, and Jenna Nixa, the Authentic Sales Coach and Multidimensional Business Mentor. Let's apply what you already know to be true intuitively and then massively up-level your business to live your purpose on purpose. Welcome everyone to episode 10 of our beautiful podcast, The Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution and Evolution with Jana Nixa and me, Judith Junke. And we're in part two of our three mini-series that we're having for you. It is overall talking about how you can sign and bring clients into your world in a very authentic way, in the new way that we're talking about. Last episode was part one, where we started sharing about how do you get to the initial connection? How do you get people in your audience online to find you, to connect to you? How can you go about that? And today, we want to dive in a little bit deeper. Now, what to do? Your accounts may be growing. You see your following is growing. Maybe even your email list is growing. And people need some connection with you on the next level. It does not necessarily mean that they will buy directly from you. Some may be, but most of them won't because they are now curious to get to know you. So the question is, what do you do with them now, right? How do you nurture them? How do you communicate with them? And Jana will dive into this in a bit deeper uh, conversation in a second because she, earlier this year, had an experience that beautifully showcased what can happen along the way. And I definitely know from like last year, I was, it was a fear of mine, actually, you know, I I was self-sabotaging on this, oh, but now they're here, what am I going to do with them? And a really shitty belief I had underneath that came through then was, oh, once they will see who I really am, once they're going to experience what I'm really about, they will go away because they will think, oh my goodness, like what kind of a fake thing is she? That was like a really interesting belief that I had, which apparently did not come true. But, you know, all the things that can happen along the way. And with that, I want to hand it over to Jana to walk us a little bit more into this topic and then also share your experience and the learning from that. So overall, you guys get some information, some good input today on how you can nurture your audience to bring them into the stage that they love you and that they become your fans. And then they are so much more likely to love to just come into your world and into your offers. So Jana, what is it that you would love to share? I'm curious. Oh my gosh, so much. Well, thank you so much, Judith. And this is one of my favorite topics because we really do. I think I I don't stand alone here. I know you agree. And certainly my clients, it's like, I just need the leads. If I just have leads, like all will be well, right? And we talked about that last week, like how to get those leads. And, you know, how to do it in a way that's not like, you know, freaking robo coach that's going to send a hundred DMs, cold DMs to everybody and their brother and how to do that in an authentic way. But, but, you know, what people don't talk about a lot is, you know, this is like sales, like your sales process is like dating and marriage. So let's like put it this way. 
you know, that first piece is like, you've met. And now it doesn't mean like he, he says, nice to meet you. Would you like to get married? Right? Like there's a dating process involved. Like there's a first date and then there's maybe a second date. And then there's like, oh, now we're going to be more serious. And then we get engaged and then we get married. But everybody just wants to go from first meeting to marriage, right? In this sort of metaphorical example. Um, And so what we have to do is honor the sales process, okay? And what a lot of people, myself included, fell into this. I was um, just to kind of go into what happened to me. If anybody out there is thinking, oh, no, it is still just leads. If I just had leads, all would be well. Well, that was my thought. Um, And even though I did a pretty good job of nurturing sort of my level of audience at that time through this process, I had an opportunity to work with somebody that has an audience of over 300,000 people. And she was going to, or she did heavily promote me. And we partnered together to do a workshop. And right off the bat, we had 70 people sign up. So 70 new leads within 15 minutes were in my world. And because I wasn't, I hadn't, I didn't have the, the runway and I wasn't even sure how to really nurture these people because they come to me from somebody else's audience. It wasn't mine per se. And, you know, next thing I know, like, I'm kind of like a fish out of water with all these leads. Like, oh no, like, how do I do these type people? And so, you know, what broke my heart is with this huge opportunity and falling in my lap, I, by the time we did the workshop, I want to say like maybe eight or nine, something like that at the most ended up attending live. And so, you know, what that goes to show you, and this was not just cold leads, everybody. This was leads from somebody who has an audience that loves them. And for her to recommend me to them, that's not a cold lead. I mean, that's almost really like a warm and possibly even hot lead. And so, and even in that scenario, because I hadn't really worked out how to nurture, you know, a colder slash audience or somebody newer into my world, um, you know, it kind of fell through the cracks. And so I share this with you because I want you to know how important this part of the process is. Because just because they come in the world, and even if somebody who they love recommends you, like she's amazing, she's everything you're looking for, it doesn't mean they're just going to automatically buy. No, doesn't even mean they're going to automatically show up to your workshop, much less work with you. And so I want to drive that point home because we have to honor the dating part of this journey, right? The connecting and the nurturing part of it, because that is where people, that is what people don't talk about this enough. And this is where people fall through the cracks. And it's not because you're not great at working with your clients, but a lot of people are unclear here. You know, I get a lot of questions like, I don't know, like, what do I put in my Facebook group? Like, how do I, how do I decide like what goes where and how do I nurture them and connect? And, and so just wanting to make it really clear to people that, you know, just in getting them into your world and even getting to know them isn't enough. Like we really have to spend time fully understanding where they are. And this is also the part in the journey where we start to dig a little deeper. Like let's say, for example, in my world, they came in 
because they thought I just need leads. Like I just need leads. If you can give me leads and then, you know, they come into my world. I give them a workshop where I show them how to generate leads authentically. And now they're stuck, right? Because just of the exact reason I was sharing with you and they don't know what to do next. And so, and so that's where, when we're in that phase with them, we get to show them where, well, you thought it was this problem, but it's actually deeper than that, right? And not only do we get to talk about the next sort of part of their journey in our nurturing process, whether it's on your email list, whether it's in your Facebook group, or ideally both, like lots of different touch points for these people in the DMs, you know, we're really getting to know them. We're having conversations with them. Some of them are even hopping on sales calls with us, this, not even sales calls, but more of like a strategy session with us. Um, so there's all different ways to do this. And that's, you know, always been part of our message here, right? There's no right or wrong way, but what is right and wrong is we have to make sure that we're honoring where they are and continuously showing that there's more depth to this than what you originally thought. Right. And so they're starting to see where we can help them with that next piece. And that is what drives them into the potential sales conversion conversation. And so, yes, it is nurturing them. It is loving on them, getting to know them and and them feeling heard and, you know, looking at their content, for example, interacting with their pages and just really um, investing in them. But it is also helping them see. Oh, okay. Now that first problem is solved. And now I realize there's more to this. It's not just a one shot deal. And so that's where you're multi layering in that phase so that they start to see, you know, where some other gap, like you were saying, it's not just strategy. This is where we start to go, hey, guess what? (laughs) It's not just strategy. You know, to Judith's point, she knew that she was blocking some of this because she was afraid. And a lot of people end up, this is where they start to see some of their block because they are afraid to really open up and to really, you know, dive into the DMs with people and really get to know them. And they thought they could just hide behind really good content, right? And that was going to be enough. And this is where the human part really comes in. I'd like to argue that the human part should be in the very beginning too. But for some, if you're really good at content, it doesn't have to be. You can just push that stuff out. And eventually, you know, people are really like, oh my gosh, I want to be in their world, but you can't, you can't sacrifice it here. Like this is, you got to get into that human connection at this point. So what are, what are your thoughts, Judith? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story because I feel like that shines a light on something that usually is not put out a lot in content in public. You know, if you look at people talking about online business and how you get there and what might be your obstacles and all of that. But that is something, you know, when you're growing, you will experience kind of growth pain one way or the (laughs) other. And one can be the one that you just said, you know, you're moving into a new space, a bigger arena if you want, and you don't really know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it's a great thing, you know, knowing that demand is coming on in, but then being faced with this challenge, I'd say, like, oh, I didn't expect this, but the learning, I'm learning at the moment that, wow, okay, next time this is going to happen. Or maybe I can just, you know, do it on the run. And there's different ways what how we can respond to these things. This is how you learn, right? And this is another, that's why I love that you shared it because it has the learning that you shared, but it also holds the learning of you just got to go. 
you know, if you don't go and you don't have the experience, well, you, no. will never know. <laughs> you will never know. And there's one other thing that popped into my mind I wanted to add because what you said is super relevant and there's a few different nuances to that depending on what somebody is selling. And I don't necessarily mean physical products or service-based products. This There's also a little bit of a difference, but if we stick for the sake of this at the moment to the service-based products and your offers. So there will be a little bit of a difference between if you sell, I'd say rather to the broader masses and the lower tickets, or if you're selling to a more niched audience that is higher ticket, mm -hmm. right? And maybe you are doing both, you know, it depends a little bit on how far along with your business journey you are. If you're more in the first years, you might not have built the full thing. And also there's strategically different ways how to play this, right? But before somebody comes into the higher ticket offers, they will need one thing usually, depends on how you play it, one thing maybe a second where they want to kind of test and try, you know, the test purchase if you want. That can be a lower ticket. It doesn't always have to be free. Um, but that is, we talked about that before as well. One point is the first thing that they will test in your world it is something that needs to deliver a straight result. And the straight result can be something strategic. It can be something to shift a perspective. But the first thing they that they are trying and testing in your world is something that needs to solve a problem for them straight away. Simple, easy. They are not looking for the full picture solution right now, even though they might have seen that you have the high-level one-on-one or you have that mentorship or you have that accelerator or however you call these um, slots, right? These, these containers. And in those, obviously, they get everything, you know, all the strategic stuff, all the deeper inner work, they, whatever you offer, you know, there's where they get everything. But for them to understand, do they have a connection and do they believe that they want to at least have that conversation with you, that they want to maybe book the call with you or, you know, take that next step, come into your world closer into proximity the first thing they want is something that immediately creates a result and solves the problem they have, like the surface layer problem, right? And they might be aware of that it is just surface or they might not. It doesn't even matter, but just for having that on mind. And even if you say, I'm not really selling high, high ticket at the moment, maybe, you know, that is a strategy as well. If you say I'm going for the membership things, lower ticket offers, maybe the highest ticket things you sell are like around a thousand something, but you have several offers in between the hundreds, 200, 400, you know, this, if you drive that through the masses, that creates a lot of cash as well. That can also be a strategy. So the way you orchestrate what you offer, be clear upfront what exactly it is and where you want them to go. So this is also part of once they come into your world, you get to get clear on the path that you want them to take in your world because that makes it easier for you to have clarity on what do I want to lead my content? What I want, do I want my content to lead to? My emails, you know, what exactly am I going to say to lead them towards to? So it's a lot of clarity around where do you, which way do you want them to take in your world that automatically results in you knowing 
where to lead with your copy, with your content, with the messaging overall to understand, oh, am I driving them and nurturing them through value for the sake of just giving value? And that is what I've seen my clients sometimes fall off. They come and say, but for four weeks now, I've been creating content on social or in emails or both. And I've given so much value and I've provided so many things, you know, and looking at the content value-wise, it was epic. Just that there was no clear path and no route leading to something. So for example, I'm at the moment leading a lot to just the book I've launched this summer, because that also is the entrance of a funnel. So I'm just leading them there. And I know what is going to happen on the end of that, on the back end. If I'm launching other things in between, I'm shifting and going to the thing that is coming now. But if I don't have anything specific coming on now that I want to promote, I'm driving them just to the entry of that funnel because I know behind that is exactly the whole journey of where I want them to go and the journey that I know that people take bit by bit when they come into my world. And that is something that you can create over the course of time and it might shift depending if you pivot or if you grow, you know, if you come to a next level, it might just change. But the thing is get clear and start. You don't have to build like a fully fledged funnel in the beginning but have the clarity when you create content, what is the purpose of that? What is the Where purpose of what you're creating? What is the call to action? Where do I want someone to go? It is, you know, it is, it's, it's similar so much to what I was saying before the example of, you know, meeting somebody and then, you know, the difference of content where it's like nice to have is like you end up in the friend zone, right? Versus the person who meets the person and is very intentional about the conversation they're having, right? They're not going to just talk about anything because they want to, they're taking this somewhere and they're interested in you, right? In a way they, where they want to ask you on a date. And so that's kind of the difference in, in whether it's at the beginning and the content creation process there or the content creation process in the nurturing piece, Right. That person, again, if we're talking about the dating, the meeting, the asking, is there going to be a different, there's a different vibe then between there and then even in the marriage. It's like, oh God, now what? You know, but I was just saying like, you know, they're still putting their best foot forward. They're still showing you, you know, all of the things that they have to offer. And I don't, I guess what I shouldn't say is I don't want this to lead to like, and then you get the full real deal in marriage, just like coaching. That's not the case. It's, it's not like, <laughs> just let, leave the metaphor alone at that point. The, but the point is, you know, you're, there's a journey. There is a process here and it's intentional every step of the way. Just like if somebody, guy wants to date a girl and then eventually marry them. And the conversations are different every step of the way. And it's really important that you understand more important than anything where your customer or ideal client's head is at every step of the way, right? So, you know, back to the dating analogy, I didn't even know I was going to use this, but it just seems to work. Like we're not talking about rings when we first met at whatever, you know, venue or wherever we met, right? We're not like, what kind of ring do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to understand messaging is going to be different layers depending on where they are in your sales process and really meeting them there. And that I think is a big piece that 
people are missing. It's like, I'm just putting out content. It's going to be good enough that they're going to want to come in my world. And then I'm just going to show them how great I do everything and give them so much value that then they're going to want to buy. And it doesn't work like that. It's almost, again, back to that whole example. You know, if you were dating somebody and he was just constantly showboating all the time, you know, and you didn't really stop to understand you. He wasn't really like trying to have a dialogue. It was just like, look at this and look what I can do here. And here I am, uh, here I am here. And this is what I do here. And so really, if I, there's any point I want to drive home in this whole multi-layered and all of these things is, is developing that relationship. And that's a two-way street. It's not just about, here's all that I do. Like, tell me more about you. Like, spend some time getting to know them. Because one of the biggest rule in sales, and whether we want to admit it or not, this is a sales process. The sale is not just the end result when we get them on a discovery call or at a conversion event. We're selling, micro-selling, micro-converting all the way through right? Just like this guy is doing. He's converting it into a date and he's converting it into another date. And then he's converting it into a relationship and he's converting it into an engagement. And so really seeing it more in that way, that it's all part of the sales process because, um, oh, there was something I was going to say and it lost me because I wanted to go back through that again, but, um, it'll come back to me. Anything you want to add about what I'm saying here, Judith? (laughs) Well, the thing is, looking at this whole process of creating then content and making it meaningful, right? What I see people falling off or struggling with as well is this, but if I don't really know my ideal audience very well yet, because I might have pivoted or I might have just not gotten to the point that I know them inside out, then it is like, oh, but how can I understand? Versus I'm just assuming, right? Mm -hmm. And there's two things I want to mention that you can do. One is part of what when I'm teaching in my marketing is called reverse engineering the marketing. That is you look at your strengths and basically each of your strengths also has a blind spot. And if you tap into how that blind spot shows up for you from your own story, What does it look like in action? You know, where do you get stuck? What is a limiting belief? And all of these things. If you you can use that and tie that back, if you want to see like what would be my most aligned audience, because that is those people who have underneath, if you take away all the demographics, have had the same emotional journey. They have had the same emotional experience and thus they will experience the same inner struggle that you have had experienced at some point so that is something how you can figure out to to what to talk to and then the content is from their world if you know you're talking to moms put it into their environment or if you're talking to um, professionals put it into their reality you know but the inner journey is the same so that is one way how you can look at that if you don't have enough information yet. The other one is a little bit more um, extroverted, I'd say, because that is really plainly still when you are in conversation with these people. That is what Jana also said. Go into the DMs, but don't go with the solid purpose of selling, but really have more like the market research approach 
you can't even go and say, look, I'm doing a little market research at the moment. Would you mind asking or answering three questions? And either you do it in the DM straight or you just prepare like a Google Forms or something, you know, so many tools to do that and just gather some information or even simpler, just if you if there's one thing that you want to know at the moment, if somebody struggles with this or that, just weave it into the conversation, you know, if it's just one thing you want to know. You can weave that into the conversation and this is how you get to know them. And then also when they reply, look at the language that they are using. Look yes. at how they are talking about the thing. Maybe the thing that the problem or the struggle, you would say one way, but they will say another way, meaning the That's same thing, but it's not then your language might not be their language. And that is something that you can also just be mindful of and gather a lot of information so that, you know, being in the game of A, being on strategy and using business strategically while you're still 100% soul aligned, right? I'm always saying the what, the clarity on the what you want to do or what you want to sell, that needs to come through 100% soul aligned manifest it somehow meditate it however you get the access to the inside you can't think that through there's no strategy that i would recommend to understand like what is your next step overall or what is the name of the program you want to launch like these kind of things they come through you that is from your soul and from your heart but then when it comes to okay what exactly am i going to do with it now this is when you need to bring in the strategy part again And be strategic about, you know, how you share that in your content. What, Where does it fit in, in your product portfolio or in the client journey? You know, that is a strategic part after you've created the core essence of it and the clarity of the what from soul. That is not strategic. That is not logic brain side. That is from the heart space. But then how to orchestrate it and navigate it in a smart way. Um, and in, in a way, because at the end, we're talking business, right? We're still talking business. And we want this to be successful. There's a few things that we need to be mindful of, but it's never about the what is coming from your heart, you know, what you want to create, what the message overall is, what you are about. All of those things are about you and they are not firsthand strategic, but they come first from heart and soul. And then you package them somehow into a strategic approach. That was the two things I wanted to add to what you said. I love that because that's so true. Like, it's not like, what do I need to create to get the thing that I want, right? Like it's, it needs to come from a far deeper place. Like, what is the message? What do I want to share? What do I want to transform in people that I couldn't possibly not do, right? It just comes from such a deeper place than what's the thing I should make now to make the money, right? Exactly. But once we have that, then we have to package it, like you're saying, in a way that resonates with your ideal client because they are not at the level that you are in terms of your understanding of the subject matter or you wouldn't want to coach people through it, right? So we have to sort of, like you said, reverse engineer. Like when I needed help with this, what was I saying to myself? And so, you know, one thing I like to say, I love how you brought up market research is, you know, don't create content from your place of knowing Let conversations with your ideal client create the content because then that that's going to resonate because if they're asking questions or if they're, you know, the way, like you were saying, the words that they're using, those are the words other people are using too that are at that level, right? And so 
they're not using words. Like if you're a healer, like, you know, um, I'll help you remove this energy block. They're just like, I am so sick of trying to, um, I don't know, do get my husband to and I to get along. And, you know, and they're just not, they're not like, I bet I have an energy block around A, B, and C, right? They're just like, just tell me what I need to do to get my husband to do what I want him to do. Right. <laughs> and so that's where we have to really meet them because I remembered what I was going to say before. And this is you know, an even better place to reiterate this. People do not buy when they understand you and all of your brilliance. They buy when they feel understood and they, when they feel certain that you can help them. Okay. And so I think sometimes we get stuck in the other, like all the stuff. And let me just show you how great. I, and if this is not the intention, I know nobody's up over there like, I'm still great. Let me tell you how great I am. But I think just humans in general do feel like if I can just share with them how much I know, then they'll naturally want to work with me. And that's not how it works. There's a, again, it's a sales process. There is a strategy to it that's involved. And the beginning of that is really meeting them where they are and not telling them, you know, like what, what we think is wrong, but meeting them in the place what what they think is wrong and what they think the solution is, not what you think it is. You know, once, once you get them inside your container, we can have deeper conversations around, well, I know this is what you think it is, but have you ever considered this? But when we try to poke that too much on the outside, people are just, they won't, they'll just move on. You know, that's not what I want to hear next. Right. And so we just have to be really mindful of that as we take them through this journey. And you can start to poke at it a little bit more in the nurturing, connecting, giving some of those light bulb moments so that they start to really feel like, oh, I had never thought of it that way. But then, you know, again, when they start to have that, it's like, well, let's have another conversation. Let's get on, let's talk about this, you know? And, um, and then that's where you can invite them into working with you, which we'll talk about next time. But we just wanted to devote a whole segment or whole show to this middle part, because no matter what, it is equally, if not more important than the beginning and the end. And because the better you do here, right, what we're suggesting, the easier the end will be. You know, they'll just be like, we're having a buying conversation. You know, it's not, let me try to convince you. It's just like, I'm loving this. I want more, you know? How do I do it? <laughs> great. I feel this is a great finishing off of this episode. I'm not going to add more to this. And thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you come back for the third part. And then we'll talk about how you then can navigate these health conversations. Because at some point they will come. And you want to <laughs> know how to do that in an aligned way as well. Right? The new way that we that we suggest, that we promote. And if you like this, let us know. If there's questions that you want us to cover, then also please drop them or come over to our socials. You find all the links underneath. And then we'll see you guys next time. Have an amazing time. Bye for now. Don't forget to share this. Share this with anybody you feel will resonate with. I know you all have friends out there and y'all have conversations about all this stuff. So spread it around. Let them know we're here. We'd love to have them. Thank you so much for listening and we have an amazing gift for you. 
We really want you to expand your mind and business and help you create the impact that you desire. You know how success is an inside job. If you really like this podcast, please download this episode and leave us an amazing review. If you screenshot your review and email it to awakenedentrepreneurrevolution at gmail.com, you will receive our most powerful bundle, Unlock Your Success with Guided Meditation and Breathwork. And thanks again for listening.